Welcome to Centered Sunday with the Resilient Me, hosted by Cherie Shy Holmes. So as the title suggests, we are talking about the sexy subject of boundaries. And I was thinking about this in terms of self-love, and I realized it was a lesson that I learned later, late, late, late in life. Um, I think it's something that should have been taught in high school or taught in college how to institute boundaries and also maintain them and and I didn't learn that um I really was in this kind of like mindset where you just pretty much said yes to everything and kill yourself trying to do it (laughs) but thanks be unto God (laughs) who has helped me figure this thing out and I'm going to share with what with you all what I have learned thus far I'd love to hear your comments and your feedback. If you've got some techniques that you think that I should add to the list, please do so. And I will also share them with the tribe. So let's get into it. Boundaries. Ha 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 ha. It actually doesn't even like, it doesn't even sound fun. Like boundaries don't sound fun. What? You mean I have to be told no and have to tell other people no? Why yes, yes, yes. We're not all entitled. People do feel entitled, and that's the problem, especially Americans. Very entitled culture. All right. Boundaries in relationships work in both ways. They create emotional health, and they are created by the emotionally healthy. Strong personal boundaries are usually cultivated by people that have a sense of high self-value, okay? Now, when you have a sense of high self-value, Let's think of this in terms of like diamonds. If you have a beautiful diamond ring or earrings or a necklace or anything like that, you're not going to take those diamonds and store them in a haphazard location, right? You're not even going to take them, leave them in the glove compartment, on the kitchen counter, on the couch, wherever. You have a jewelry box or maybe perhaps you even have a safe and you keep your jewelry in a, a place that's going to keep them safe from whatever may happen in terms of you and your life what are the things that are important to you well let's just start with my energy that is important my time is important money is important my emotional health and stability is important all these things and many many more are extremely important and they need to be protected if i don't protect sharice who is going to If you don't protect you, who is going to? So we have to have boundaries to protect those deep places of our hearts and just simply of our time and energy. Now, one, geez, this doesn't go for everybody, but I'm saying this from my experience that if you have issues with family boundaries, more than likely you also have issues with boundaries and romantic relationships. I'm going to say that again. If you have issues with boundaries in family settings, you are going to have issues with boundaries in a romantic setting as well. So what's going on in one is probably mirroring itself, showing up in another. So once you can pinpoint and target what's going on, what your main issue is, then you can probably have more effect and impact in the other area. You can start in either direction. Now, some of you might be like, oh, this is great and fantastic, Sharice, but I just, you know, I don't know if this is really for me, but I'm going to ask you a couple questions and just go on this journey with me. You may have boundary issues 
if you feel like people take advantage of you or use your emotions for their own gain? If you answered yes, you've got a boundary issue. Do you ever feel like you're constantly having to save people that are close to you and fix them and their problems all the time? You probably have a boundary issue. Do you find yourself sucked into pointless, stupid arguments? <laughs> when you think back on it, it was stupid, right? And you're debating about stuff. Ah, might have a boundary issue. <sighs> You break promises to yourself. I'm squinting right now because I'm talking to me right now. You break promises to yourself, even though you have no problem overextending yourself to other people. You, my friend, talking to you, Sharice, you might have a boundary issue. You don't stick to your budget. You, my friend, also have a boundary issue. You ask people for things that you are unwilling to give yourself. You, my friend, are a candidate that has boundary issues. So welcome. Come on in, guys. We're going to have a little kumbaya, and we're going to work this thing out together. Okay, so healthy personal boundaries include taking responsibility for your own actions and emotions while not taking responsibility for the actions and emotions of others. You are not responsible for them. Now, I'm not talking about children. We're not talking about kids. But I'm talking about grown adults, grown folks, grown folks that maybe even act like babies. You are not responsible for them and how they respond to you when, they, when you say no. It's not your responsibility to manage their emotions. It is okay for you to say no. So if they want to throw an adult tantrum, they want to call you names. They want to... um what do you call it, ostracize you. I know it's going to hurt because we like to be loved and approved and affirmed and validated by those around us. But listen to me, if that validation comes at a cost that's depleting you, you are already starting off in the negative anyway. And it's not a good situation for you to be in that in the first place. Listen, let's move on. The number one reason we struggle with boundaries in relationships. It's because of this. We have a high need for love and affection. And we're not able to feel that on our own. So we sacrifice our identity. And we're willing to remove our boundaries to get the love and affection that we need. Let that sink in. We have issues with boundaries in relationships because we have a high need for self-love and affection that we are unable to feel internally. So we have no problem sacrificing our identity. Mm -hmm. Talking to you and me. <laughs> and removing our boundaries to get what we need for that person. Also, to my friends that have budget issues, um, working out, you don't commit to, you don't, you can't keep your workout, you can't go to bed on time. Uh huh. Talking to you too, Sharice. Um, <laughs> you know, just it's all kinds of personal things that we don't have boundaries for ourselves. Scrolling too long on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, the list can go on and on and on. So, what is the problem here? We underestimate the power of our daily acts so we are willing to remove our boundaries to fulfill 
the comfort in the moment. So those are two different distinct ways in which we are willing to just let our boundaries go for various reasons. So let's jump into five ways to help us maintain those boundaries. Number one, realize that your needs are important. So if you need time, if you need to be received in a certain way, or you feel like you don't want to be called out of your name, because I know it's cool to call friends bees and whatnot, or there are other things that you find unacceptable that you don't want to have in your relationship with family or with friends or with a significant other, it is okay to say, look, this is really, really, really important to me. And I don't think that this is acceptable. Realize that what you want, your needs are important. Do not sacrifice them to please somebody else. And I'm saying your needs, not your wants, because we do need to compromise in relationships, family, friends, and romantic. You have to compromise. Even in the workplace, you have to compromise. But I'm talking about your needs, your needs. This is like the foundation of who Sharice is. This is the foundation of who you are. Your needs are important and they need to be fulfilled. So speak them and do not allow them to be ignored. Number two, be firm and kind. You do not have to say, this is the, I'm going to tell you guys, for family, the number one currency they use is guilt to get people to do stuff, okay? They use guilt. Be firm and kind. You cannot guilt me into anything. If I choose that I cannot do it or I don't have the money or I can't be available, I can't give you a ride, I'm, I'm sick or whatever it is, I don't have to be guilted into a situation in which I conform to your needs, your wants and your requests. Now, let me tell you where the dangerous spot is, which is usually manipulated the most. It depends on the position you are in the family. So when you are the daughter, um, when you are the sibling, when you are the granddaughter, we have a tendency to defer to the one who is in senior authority above us. So that means mom, grandma, you know, older sister, older brother. Sometimes when we're in those types of relationships and we are the younger person in that instance, in that regard, we're more likely to defer and we'll give into the guilt and we'll give into the manipulation. It is a practice. It's, it's not something I'm going to tell you right now. It's not easy to say no in those situations. I understand that and I know that because there's so much history involved, right? People can use history against you as well. The things they've done for you in the past and remind you of how they pulled you out and da 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 I understand all that. But when it becomes detrimental and you are now become a crutch for someone and you're continuously being used and taken advantage of, it's time for you to be kind and be firm and say no. I can still love you and you can still stay in my life, but I'm going to have to tell you no. I can't give you this money. No, I can't, you know, put give you credit um buy a house for you or you know, put a car in my name or vouch for, <laughs> this is kind of sad. Vouch for you for a job because I don't want you to get hired at my job and you act a fool and it reflect back on me. I know people who that's happened to before. So if you know someone's character and you don't want to look bad at work because you're going to lose all your professional capital by vouching for someone who isn't reliable or who is completely rebellious and insubordinate. Listen, it's okay to say no. Just say no. 
I understand the sting and the stigma that comes behind saying no to family members. It can be a, a very um, deeply uh, ostracizing, painful moment. But again, the pain that will come that that eventually will let's see what's the word I'm looking for build up over time and create this this vast amount of anger or bitterness or regret that will hit you 10 15 20 years from now is going to be way worse than you saying no and experiencing the pain that you're going to experience now so you kind of have to measure that and see like how much am I willing to take it's easy for you to say I'll give in now because it makes everybody happy right now. But if you end up being depleted in the long run and you like, I never got ahead. I could never, um, you know, move forward or do this or do that because I was always dishing out and helping everybody else. And then when I needed help, nobody was there for me. And you 15, 20 years down the road, you can't recover that time. You can't recover that money. You can't recover that energy. You can't recover any of that. So learn your lessons now. Be firm and kind. Number three, have realistic expectations. If you know someone's going to to flip out on you, if you start to say no, hey, be realistic. Maybe this person's not going to be in my life for that much longer. And you have to make that decision when you start to institute boundaries. You know, limit your time with them, limit your energy with them, limit your interactions with them until they understand that this is important to you and this is the new standard they have to abide by if they want to be in your life. Number four, remind yourself that you have a choice. You have a choice too. So I wrote an email on Friday and I was sharing my story of how I really like focused on like turning into like the perfect girlfriend. And then I realized I was doing that with every single guy that I dated. Every guy I dated, I became a new girlfriend to that person. I was trying to be all, you know, independent woman, buying gifts, paying for half, overextending myself I was always there when he needed it I was investing into the relationship but the the hoop for the expectations of going for the win right because you want to get chose I want to get chose I want him to propose I want him to know that I'm the best thing that ever happened to him I'm I'm a down woman like I'm with him to the end I'm the ride or die he's gonna know and then when he knows that I'm ride or die and I'm the best woman for him then he's gonna he's gonna love me and then he's gonna propose it didn't happen and I kept doing, I, I kept realizing that I was doing that in the next relationship and doing that in the next relationship. And before you know it, I'm no longer Sharice. There were parts of me that I begin to hide. Like I learned from other previous relationships. Oh, maybe I should hide this part about myself because they're not going to be able to accept that part of me. So I'm going to hide that and then I'll become the woman that he wants. Okay, he didn't, the last guy didn't like this thing about me. So let me hide that and hide the other thing from the previous time and I'll become this woman. So, um... As I was like understanding my cycles and coming out of them, I started to show up more of myself in the relationship. So like maybe like um, these were like real brief. I wouldn't even say like relationships like we were just dating kind of heavy. So like four or five months or whatever we were going out. And um, well, I wouldn't even say four. It didn't last that long. It was like three months. So I remember hanging with one guy and you guys could probably tell those that like really know me that I'm a little low key, like kind of goofy and a little silly. And so I let that out one time and the guy looked at me and he was like, don't ever do that again. Like, that's not cool. And I, it like, it jarred me. And, and for a second, I just, I did recoil in fear. And I was like, oh gosh, I won't do that anymore. But later on, I got home, I was like, 
you know what? Screw you. Like, I'm silly. I'm goofy. I'm not going to, like, retract that so you can have this swag level in public that's so amazing. You're projecting your false identity on me. I'm not perfect and neither are you, dude. So, leave me alone. I enjoy my corniness. All of it. 100. 100% of it. But, but I remember like the next guy, there was like always would come up an issue of like church and like what they would call religious. I don't actually call it being religious, but let's just, we'll just call it that for the sake of this conversation. And so I was really upfront with him and I was telling him how involved I was with church and activities and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, yeah, cool. I'm down. I'm good. Let's rock. So, I mean, we were going out two, three times a week going to plays and shows, nice dinners, great conversation, talking all day long. It was great. Um, And then one day he started asking me to do stuff on Sunday. And I was like, yeah, you know, I got church on Sunday. I got, a you know, a whole dance team that's kind of like waiting for me. I can't just like not come to church. Um, And I think when I started saying no, my boundaries started to kick in. Right. I'm defending my what he called religion. I'm defending my religious time and space. I've given you space in all these other areas, sir. Sundays you don't get to have. Not Sunday morning, maybe Sunday afternoon. We could do something even in the evening. And he didn't like that. And so over the course of like three months, he like hit me with a text and was like, hey, I can't, you're an amazing woman, but I can't really see myself marrying a woman as religious as you. Whoa, right? So I have two choices. I can sacrifice my identity Because God is woven into my fabric. So I would have to sacrifice my identity and remove my boundaries and give up Sunday brunch so that he could be happy. You know what? I was like, yo, bro, I'm good. I'm glad you told me that. Next. (laughs) Keep that same energy. (laughs) I am not sacrificing that part of my life for you. But there were times in the past I would just hide it. I wouldn't even talk about it or share what I was doing or how I was invested or what I was giving and doing in the community. I wouldn't share any of that stuff because I knew that there were a lot of men who weren't, I'm non-spiritual. Okay, so I just won't talk about any of that stuff with you, you know. But how many of us can say that we have cut out other parts of our life that we were just afraid to share because we didn't want to be judged, we didn't want to be ridiculed, and ridiculed, excuse me, ridiculed, because we were trying to avoid rejection and we wanted that love. We wanted that affection. So we sacrificed so many things about ourselves to please them. Not in this space, not moving forward, not moving forward at all. We are maintaining our boundaries. Listen, I'm so like happy and free and enjoying and loving the woman that I am and the woman that I am becoming. And I'm so glad I didn't sacrifice that for some like mediocre dude. (laughs) It's funny now, but it wasn't funny when it was happening. I cried real tears. (laughs) Okay, so yes, remind yourself that you have a choice too. You don't have to stay in this foolishness. I don't have to be here. I don't have to put up with this. And I can leave. (laughs) And you can push the delete button and block. Okay, moving on. Number five, for those of us who have trouble with budgets and workouts and eating healthy and going to bed on time understand this is one thing that really 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 helps me especially with like just being able to drink my water every day understand that your small acts have a monumental impact it's like an exponential growth that happens on the day-to-day basis so first you start off 
you know, for example, drinking 96 ounces of water a day, then it goes to a week, then it goes to two months, then it goes to six, and then it goes to 12. And then I get comments all the time, especially from the um, the lactician who, who locks my hair for me. She's like, your hair is growing so fast, like unusual. I have a lot of clients and your hair is growing fast. I'm like, it, it could be the fact that I dedicate at least 96 plus ounces of water every single day. Our waters are, what is it, 70%, 75% water? So it definitely needs to be a high priority in your life. It could be also the fact that I do eat a lot more vegetables and I don't eat that much meat. It could be a combination of things, but I'm attributing it to the water because it makes me feel good. But <laughs> in terms of debt, I realize that when I'm not keeping my, I have like a snowball debt tracker if I don't keep looking at my Excel spreadsheet that reminds me like this debt's going to be paid off in, you know, May, this debt's going to be paid off in August, this debt's going to be paid off in December, and by December, you're going to have paid off $23,000 of debt. It's very easy for me to get caught up and be like, ooh, I like this trip to Bali. Let's book it, you know, <laughs> because I don't have the vision before me that lets me know every every time, Sharice, you deny yourself that Starbucks coffee, every single time you deny yourself that pair of shoes or that Amazon foolishness that you always want to buy that you you don't realize how much $20 here and $20 there and $20 here will add up and every time I say no I have to imagine that as like a huge boom debt sledgehammer coming down on the debt every single act has exponential possibility but when you isolate the act that's just that one time of me denying myself you don't see how much you're actually benefiting from it in the long run. When I look back in a year, do I have $23,000 right now to just be like, ch -ch 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 -ch, pay? No. But a little bit out of every single paycheck has an exponential impact in the long run in December. I'm going to look back and be like, wow, you're a real boss, girl. You're a real boss, girl. Okay. <laughs> so I need you to think about that. When you have to choose between um, chocolate ice cream and a vanilla protein smoothie. Every single time you make those decisions for something better than something crappy. Imagine yourself like uh, having like a, um, a weight loss melting down effect every single time. As you imagine every single one of your acts and efforts has a huge impact on whatever your goal is and you have that vision that's the thing you have to recall the vision every time you have the act recall the vision it'll help you have so much more discipline than having the initial gun ho and motivation when you got started but then you stop recalling the vision of whatever it is that you wanted to be so now we are three weeks in a month in and you're like screw it i want ice cream I want the cookies warmed up in the bowl and I'm probably going to have, you know, a drink along with it. I don't know. That didn't sound like a good combination. But I was just trying to think of a lot of calories right now. <laughs> so you get what I'm saying. So pizza. You get, get the pizza, the ice cream, the cookies. Hala. Sound good though. Anywho, I don't want to distract you any further <laughs> on that. So just a quick reminder, recap here. The five ways that that was 10 fingers. The five ways, one, two, three, four, five, 
that we're going to maintain boundaries. Number one, realize that your needs are important. Number two, be kind and firm. Number three, have realistic expectations. Number four, remind yourself that you have a choice. And number five, understand that the monumental impacts of your daily actions help keep the vision in front of you alive. All right, if you didn't get a chance to purchase myself, care reset journal please make sure you click the link and do so come on and join us in our private facebook group i love to chat with the ladies in there and we might have some more things coming forth as we have increased engagement follow us get on the text bandwagon you can text the word squad to why is it not going (laughs) it's not coming to me right now you can text the word squad. Oh, let's see. What word can you text? You can text. You no, no, no. You can text the word squad. <laughs> Y'all forgive me for this one. Two twenty one zero 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 to get on the secret sexy text list. All right. Text the word squad. S Q U A D to two one zero zero zero. All right. I love y'all. Have an amazing week ahead. Peace.